Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast, Season 3, Episode number 93 on this Thursday, December 23rd, 2021, right before Christmas. Frank and Nick, how you guys doing? Doing great as always. Glad to be here. Yeah, yes, sir. no complaints. I'm excited for Christmas. Got my gifts oh. out of the way. So, you know. That's clutch. That's clutch. That's big time. I mean, I got some gifts in person, to be honest, like in October, actually. Um, some like funny gifts. But also... I, I didn't have some gifts for people like last second. So I, I utilized some, you know, ordering online stuff in advance, like for like sporting events or concerts or whatever. So that came in clutch. But anyways, moving on to what we'll talk about in today's episode, we'll get into the biggest Pro Bowl snubs, react to the Pro Bowl voting, um, talk about Tyler Huntley and if he deserves a chance to be a starter in the NFL, we'll also get into Cooper Cup and where he ranks in the NFL among wide receivers. And moving on to the NBA portion of the episode, we'll get into the Christmas Day slate and talk 10-day contracts and, you know, who we think should be signed for the rest of the season um, among all those guys. And, of course, talk to us Thursday. That is going to be kind of rotated into some Christmas questions because we are so close to Christmas. Um, so without further ado... Let's dive on in and we begin today's episode with the biggest Pro Bowl snubs, um, really just reacting to the Pro Bowl voting. Obviously, the list came out last night and overall, honestly, they're not that bad. I, I know a lot of people were like going crazy over them. There's a few changes I would, I would make. Like, first of all, the fact that Lamar Jackson made it is pretty interesting because he has 16 touchdowns, 13 inter interceptions. Really, he missed like a couple games too. Has had a shaky year, shouldn't have been a pro bowler. Like Joe Burrow or Josh Allen obviously deserves it over him. But if I'm going to name my biggest pro bowl snub for like the sake of this you know, topic, I'm going to go with Creed Humphrey from the Chiefs on their center. He, he's the best rated uh, center on PFF, the highest PFF grade among centers. He's allowed the least amount of pressures as a center in the NFL. He's been amazing. And the fact that he didn't make it, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, when there's two centers for each conference, I make it, right? I think it's two. So I think yeah. in the AFC, it was Corey Lindsley, and I forget the other one off the top of my head. But he's the best center in football, and you are you mean to tell me he's not even top two in the AFC? It was Ryan was, Kelly from the Colts. And Ryan Kelly from the Colts. Honestly, he should have made it over both of them. I don't know which one you want to take out. I would personally take out, take Kelly. out Ryan Kelly, right? Yeah, yeah. Ryan Kelly and – Corey Lindsley and, and um, Humphrey. And, and another one is Cordero Patterson, who should have made it over Alvin Kamara and the running backs for the NFC because Alvin Kamara this season has missed four games. He has like 668 rushing yards, which actually is beat, is beat out by Tony Pollard, a backup running back for the Cowboys. But obviously Tony Pollard is better than an actual backup running back is. Still, he averages, what, 3.9 yards per carry Alvin Kamara this year. He's been, to His all yard. levels, he's been okay average, probably yeah. even below it. I mean, so I don't think he should have made it at all. His yards after contact stats aren't great this year. I mean, they're missing some guys on the line and quarterback and stuff, but still. I mean, and then you touched on this before, Lamar Jackson being in and some guys that replaced him. That was my uh, big snub, I think. To me, there's no way Lamar should have made it. I think I could name like three quarterbacks, even in just the AFC alone, that deserve to be an over him. 
Uh, Josh Allen for sure. Joe Burrow is having a great season. Uh, just possibly even, I mean, just uh, to me, there's no way Lamar should have made the pro bowl this year. I mean, passer ratings, very low touchdown interception ratio is not good. Has missed games. Now might miss this week again. And his backup quarterback has, you know, we'll talk about that next well, play. We're really not going to well. say he's outplayed him, but no, but he's played really well, you know, in his absence. So to me, yeah, Lamar's like there. middle of the road. I think Lamar's 15th in passer rating and like, Oh, I think he's a little bit lower than that. I think he's a little lower now. Yeah, I think he's around the twenties. Because I saw, I saw a video actually from on TikTok. I saw someone like record. I saw it was like last. It was like a last night. I think Lamar is fifteenth, but maybe not. I'll check that up real quick as we're talking. But you know, I definitely agree. He shouldn't have made it. No way. Mm -hmm. And for me, I got a Austin Eckler. I think this is like most people's pick for a snub. I mean, he has more yards and touchdowns than Joe Mixon, who made it. He has more yards than Chubb, and he's doubling him up in touchdowns. I mean, he's just been more productive. He's been a better player this year. There's no way around it. You know, Austin he's had a great season. The Pro Bowl. He's been arguably a top five running back overall this well, year. Also, Cordero mm-hmm. Patterson should have made it over James Conner, too. If you want to talk about, like, James Conner and Alvin Kamara were both first. I, I also think Leonard Fournette probably should have made Leonard it Leonard Fournette well. could have made it. a great too. season. Uh, he just got hurt now, but still, he was having a good year. I mean, Eckler has been – Besides Jonathan Taylor, like glaringly, he's probably been the best running back in football this year. Like, he's been fantastic for the Chargers. Receiving game yeah. as well. And he's super productive, too. I mean, like, he's just been – so that's why at least I could see an argument for Connor because, once again, super productive. But, you know, I could I could still see the argument for Cordero Patterson, whereas in the AFC, it just doesn't even make sense that Austin Eckler didn't make it. Oh, yeah, so a fact check real quick. Lamar's 15th in QBR, 23rd in passer rating. So Frank oh. was right. 23rd in pass rating, 15th in QBR, which is the one I, I guess it depends which of those stats you like more, but yeah, pretty middle. I'm a fan of QBR more, honestly, because it's, it's a, it, you look at like who comes out on top of QBR. It's way more accurate than the, like Teddy Bridgewater at one point had the highest passer rating. I don't know. I, I just think passer rating is a bit more flawed than QBR is just my thoughts. Well, no, also I-, I think if you're looking on ESPN, um, Lamar Jackson isn't really 23rd because it has Kendrick Bourne and Derrick Henry as the top two passers. Oh, because, yeah, so, you're right. So, it, so Lamar Jackson is like probably 20, around like 18. But once again, just middle of the road, not impressive, should not have been in the Pro Bowl this year. And once again, he missed games. There's guys who played every game. I think Josh Allen is my choice. Um, he's, he's had a very good season, and not a lot of people have talked about him. Yeah, I would be fine with Burrow, though, too. I Like, either, either one of them. Either one of them deserved it over him, yeah. I agree. For sure. You think, like... All right, this might be really stupid, but do you think Tua has had a better season than Lamar? No. I don't think so either, right? I, I, I just value, about him. But, value right. Lamar's, like, run game and what he, you know, makes a defense do to prepare for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, okay, Tua, though, like, Tua did not look good versus the Jets. I don't know if that – I mean, that's me cherry-picking a game, but, I mean, you, you watched probably most of the game as a Jet fan. Like, he, he looked – he looked yeah, bad. He, he has so many limitations. He can't really push the ball down the field that great. There was a lot of underthrows. Uh, like, there was two underthrows that caught my eye. That one like that, he underthrew. It was like the same, like, route. You know, people call Brady a check down merchant. I mean, geez, look at Jalen Waddle's catches and uh, yards this year. His yards per catch is so low. Two is fair, definitely it was a 80, I mean, he's got like a 70% completion percentage. So he's been – Yeah, because he's a check down merchant. Yeah, I mean, I know, Waddle's not even averaging 10 yards a catch, which is surprising because coming out of college, you thought he'd be a guy to, like, blow the roof off a of defense, you know? To be fair, though, there's, all, there's also the, like, the argument, though, that, like, if Ch- 
see, I don't understand how being a checkdown merchant is like looked upon as badly. I mean, if, it, if it's like, if you're moving the ball, I, what's the problem with it? I get like, maybe the, big that's fine. But look, look, for example, like you saw Washington on, on a Tuesday night, right? You have a, a backup quarterback that comes in. All they do is take checkdowns. The problem is you have one penalty and you get behind the sticks or something like that. Two is not going to be able to get you out of a first down in 20. Like a guy like mm-hmm. Mahomes or Rogers can. Well, that's why. Same thing with Mac Jones. Same thing with Mac Jones. Checkdown artist. That's where like the checkdown artist, like master, like that whole thing is like wrong for Brady because he can get you out of a first and twenty. That's why I don't buy into that whole thing. Oh, no, Brady can get you out of hundred percent. Same thing with no. like Mac Jones. You saw you saw the Patriots get themselves some bad situations, some third down and long, and he couldn't get them out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those quarterbacks have limitations like that. Whereas you know the great ones like Herbert, Mahomes, you know Rogers, Brady, Murray. Like you, you, you'll easily get out of that. Yeah, it'll be like why. it'll be like third and fifteen. And do you ever count Aaron Rodgers out of that situation? No, you know. It also yeah. that's why it always frustrated me when people were still defending Tua over Justin Herbert a while ago. There's like, no defense for that. I mean, Justin no Herbert is awesome. The like, top, like just five quarterback, no doubt. Probably the top three, honestly. Watch like three throws from Justin Herbert and tell me you don't like him. That's what I, was I don't think Tua can make any any of the throws that Herbert's. Herbert you know, that's what I was saying last year. Like people were trying to say, oh, he's not top 10. Bro, I just like wa- just watch a couple throws from the guy and then tell the one me throw that. against the Giants, dude. Like the 60 yard touchdown. Oh, that even was his throws yeah, he had no he had no business making that throw. I don't even uh, to be honest with you, I don't think any quarterback would have made that throw maybe besides Mahomes, like with that arm that was pure arm talent on that throw gosh allen mm-hmm. i mean come on he's got a slinger i think herbert's a little more accurate than allen though i mean that was a pinpoint throw it was just it was I mean, we, could, we could debate that all day i think definitely it's just a special player no doubt let's yeah. talk about tyler huntley though now who, who looked really good in uh his time for the ravens and he was actually the pac-12 quarterback of the year over justin herbert uh, in their last year before the draft he was an undrafted free agent he played excellent in the packers game uh, so far, he's 81 of 144. It's a 71% uh, completion oh, percentage. 114. Oh, of 114. Sorry, yeah. 71% completion percentage in three games. He pretty much played the whole Browns game because Lamar got hurt really early on. Uh, three touchdowns to one interception. Pretty solid ratio. And he was first team All Pac 12 in 2019. So he definitely had talent. It just seems like the scouts missed it, uh, and they missed on him. And you've seen so far, you know, him come in and he's played well for the Ravens. And I think you know, with all the holes that we have, teams with quarterbacks for next year. I think uh, he's going to get a shot possibly, and he kind of deserves it the way that he's played in kind of his, you know, tryout. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's he's just been great. Um, you know, versus the Bears, he led a game-winning drive, and I get it. The Bears aren't the greatest team ever, but their defense isn't horrible, and like that's still in the NFL to lead a game-winning drive like that. You know, that that was big time to me. Um, he kept it close with the Packers, and honestly, had it not been for a couple of coaching decisions that we touched on last time, I think they could have won that game. You know, so I think he, he did all he was asked to do. Um, he is in a favorable situation because he has a very similar play style to Lamar. And I think it's easier to come into that. Whereas like if he played for another team, but he a hundred percent deserves a shot. There's not 32 quarterbacks in the NFL better than him right now. I mean, off the top of my head, Daniel Jones, um, Justin Fields, although he's only a rookie. Um, a yeah, lot there's of a, there's a bunch of guys. And I, I don't want to like, you know, knock on the rookies because they've been in the NFL. But they've been horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Tyler Huntley's only in his second so, year. So look at the Panthers hot. situation. The Panthers um, situation's a disaster, exactly. Washington, like it's maybe the Steelers. Really? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, the Ravens I, probably wouldn't ship him to the Steelers, though. But nah, he'd oh. probably go to the NFC for sure. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, I agree with Frank hundred percent. Like, I think the scouts missed on this one. Like coming out of Utah, quarterback or Pac 12 quarterback of the year, player of the year, was it? 
I mean, same yeah, over thing. Justin Herbert. Over Herbert, right? And yeah, sure. The one game I really didn't like of his too much was the Bears game. But the last two games he's played, the Browns game, phenomenal in the second half. I mean, really rally them back in that game. Yeah. And then the Packers, they score 30 points. You know, if you get one two-point conversion, you beat Aaron Rodgers. That was another phenomenal game. I mean, over the last two, three touchdowns, no picks. What What is there to say? I, I think that he does deserve a, a spot on, like, the Washington football team maybe next year over Heineke. I mean, I don't know if they would do that, though, because that's, like, a weird – Yeah, there's there's plenty of teams. There's there's a handful like, of teams that could Do you think the football him. team wants to draft the quarterback, though, now? I feel like they've yeah, just kind of gone, like who, – who? Can he pick it? Like – yeah, like Malik Willis. I mean, like, I don't know how. how Just think about it. Like, maybe even the Saints. Like, Jameis is not going to be healthy at the start of the season. You oh, know, who knows? Jameis is like, like I, I like Jameis. He's, I think, yeah, he's, but he's not going to, he's, he might not be ready. You know, so if he's not ready, perhaps it's a good option. So I don't know what Lamar's status is. I read he didn't practice yesterday. So if he doesn't play again and Huntley has another good game, you know, like that's a pretty big sample size at this point. You know, maybe four games. Yeah. Maybe like a, a third round pick for him. I mean, like, I think I would do it if I'm a team like Washington, like especially if you're not going to be drafting high enough, because I think Pickett and uh, Matt Corral will be top 10 picks. Um, and I don't yeah, think the any of the quarterbacks shoot up. What? Like they always shoot up the draft boards. Like well, they're exactly. not they're the, the good quarterbacks supposed always. to be that good, though, this year, right? Like the- yeah, but it doesn't matter. Well, that's, In- I, I think any, any quarterback outside of those two really isn't a day one starter. And I think both of those guys will go top 10 just because that's how quarterbacks are. So yeah, I think if you're a team like Washington or maybe like Carolina, maybe you do take like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh maybe. But, yeah. but the Ravens aren't going to trade. Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh, he'll never go to Pittsburgh. But, yeah. The Broncos. But, he, but the Broncos could have their eyes set on Rodgers probably. But that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay at, at this point. I think so too. Like you, you yeah. hear that's all a whole, things. That's a whole I mean, storyline. Uh, I think though, you, we like, we, have, what we, who we have to give credit to in this situation is the Ravens. I mean, they are, we, I, we kind of talked about this last time. Their player development is absolutely unbelievable. They lose big time free agents, you know, year after year on the defense, they were losing guys and guys would step in and just fill that role perfectly. And like, look at him behind. I think we need to give Lamar some credit too. Cause he's, I'm sure, you know, they work hand in hand together. Uh, and like, wow, just very impressive. And he, he looks so calm as a passer too in the Browns game when they were mm-hmm. down by a lot, pushing the ball down the field as well, which was very impressive. You know what? Maybe yeah. the Panthers are the team that gets uh, Huntley though. But are think, they going to make the mistake of trading another high draft pick for a quarterback? I don't yeah, know. I, I think the Panthers want to draft one, honestly, at this point. Yeah, I don't know. But well, they're currently he has shown good seven poison. Eight, I think, so. What's that? I think they currently sit seven or eight in the draft. So who that's, knows? That's good. That's high enough to get. Yeah, I really do think it. you'd have to trade up to get one of the top two quarterbacks, though. It happens every year. This is not a strong quarterback draft. But, yeah, but look at the teams who are top. really bad. Like the Jaguars don't need a quarterback. They yes, but the Texans do. You could argue the Lions do. The Lions then, probably do, yeah. And then who knows? Lions. Maybe if the Giants bring in a new regime, maybe they take a quarter. Oh, listen, we're getting Russell Wilson, or, or at least at a try. I don't know. Yeah. It, and listen, listen, trades happen all the time. I think the Jaguars, if they don't want a quarterback, they'd be smart to trade down for a team that wants a quarterback. I could see the Lions answer. doing the same thing, honestly. I, I don't know if the Lions will take a quarterback. I think, I think really, they'd be stupid not to, but they have. No, no, because why would they take Aiden Hutchinson? Like, I would take. Well, bro, they they still have they still have golf under contract for a few more years. To me, I really don't even know if any of these guys like golf. Golf is not a great quarterback, okay, but he could be average. These guys are all projects, so maybe they'll have him sit behind golf. You like, know what though? Maybe it, you know I actually don't mind that because maybe if it's, if it's, yeah, you the Lions have a few of the few more first round picks for a couple of years. To me, 
I would I would go get Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, whoever's I mean, there. Getting an elite defensive lineman, a, a disruptive pass rusher can never hurt your team, you know. Yeah, Miles Thibodeau's going one, and who hold the Jags hold the first pick now, right? Yeah, he's going Jags. one. He's by he's by far the best player in the class. I think it'd be ridiculous for him Who's, not to go one. Hutchinson or no, Thibodeau. 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 I think he's by far. I don't know. The best. People think Hutchinson's the best, but I would I would say Thibodeau because of potential. But Hutchinson he has shot up. Like Thibodeau's been the number one guy like since he came into college. Yeah. He's the number one player in the class. He's been great all three years. Like he's the guy. I don't see how anybody could argue that. But let's talk about another guy who's the guy, and that's Cooper Cup. Another he's on pace guy. to have like the best season ever for a receiver. He's on pace for 148 catches, which is one shy, one, one shy of Michael Thomas's all-time record. He's on pace for uh, 1,973 yards, which would be the most all-time, and 17 touchdowns. And I get it, 17-game season, but even if it was only 16 games, he'd still be on pace for, like, 140 and, like, 1,900. You know, his numbers are ridiculous. He's been so productive. Um, and he's been the best receiver in the NFL this year. I don't, like, I don't care what anybody says. He has the most catches, yards, and touchdowns. He's, like, I don't really know what else you can argue for that. Um, I know some people don't like production over other things, but it's like, come on. He's been the best receiver in football. Argue a wall. That's all I have to say. Yeah, this this year, certainly. Uh, I would take a few guys over him just because I think that's my thought. I Maybe just like Tyreek Hill, Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. But I don't like – man, I, he's been productive before. He's had 1,100 yards two years back, almost 1,000 last year. Uh, I don't know. And then Matthew Stafford's taking him to the next level. But, man, he's he's literally always open. Like, just he's always open. He finds the soft spots in the zones, which he's so good at. And, guys, he draws a lot of attention now. As, as you saw in the Seahawks game, like, Bobby Wagner was, you know, on him. They were double-teaming him sometimes, like, trying to bracket him and stuff, and he's still getting out of these coverages so easily. Uh, he's unbelievable, and he's carried my fantasy team this year. I uh, kind of need him this week, big time against the Vikings. So, Cooper, no, what, what I'll say, I want to debunk all the people out there who are like, oh, it's, it's McVay, right? It's McVay. And – as someone who believes like McVeigh was a big part of golf success, this is different because like he was a thousand yard receiver with, with golf, with a below average quarterback. He had a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns that one year as well. A thousand, a hundred yards. It was almost 1.2 K. And you know, now sure. Like he has Matthew Stafford, a better quarterback, a top 10 quarterback. So obviously when you upgrade the quarterback, he gets better because if it was the system, I mean, why would Van Jefferson not be a top five receiver? Van Jefferson would, would be elite if it was McVeigh's system. You know, every re- receiver in Rams history would be a god if it was McVeigh's. Yeah, system. it's such a dumb argument. They're, they're basically trying to like take away from Cooper Cup's talent. Like, oh, I could get fifteen hundred yards. He's getting open. Like, and people are like, oh, he's he's catching the ball a lot. Yeah, because you're getting open. You, yeah, I mean, but his yards per catch is still really solid, bro. You saw Stafford two times in the Rams Seahawks game. He literally threw the ball up. He said pretty much like epic. Cooper Cup's down there somewhere, and he made he made catches on both of them. And on a key third down and one as well at one point in the game. like Because honestly, I think people are really hating on Cooper Cup. Stephon Diggs had a similar season last year where Stephon Diggs went crazy. I mean, 1,500 receiving yards, 100, like 20. I mean, he went ballistic. And we were ready to put Diggs in a top five receiver easily. This year, there's been a top five receiver. If he's, a lot of people think he's not a top five. See, but that's the thing. Like Diggs only had eight touchdowns. Cup's been much more productive. Like Cup's at 14. He's on pace. I'm for not 17. a fan of touchdowns, to be honest. Of like, because Julio's had like five. He always had like two, five, three. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, I know. But I mean, that's weird. Like I, that, to me, that like, kind of took away from Julio. Like, why? Like, why is he not getting in the end zone? Because they they, they have their whole fucking defense. Like, yeah, but stop from bringing yeah, it in. I don't know. Did you see what? Like, did you no, see what the I Cardinals understand. were doing no, no, a cup no, no. Like, and he was still getting out of this. But that's what I'm saying. I think yards and catches are the only thing I really. I don't really care about touchdowns. I think they're like a. It, it, it's okay, a well, there you go. Cups on pace to have the most catches and yards ever. So exactly, I'm giving my props to Cup. I, I said in the beginning of the season, I want to see more, and he's done exactly that. He's done everything. He's, he's better delivering. than like AJ Brown. I don't want to see people say he's worse than AJ Brown. Like he's better. Oh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown can't even stay on the field. But the thing is, people will put AJ Brown over Cooper Cup because of the traits. I'm not a fan of doing that. I think Cooper like, Cup's traits. Like that—that that word to me means nothing. That—that that, that means nothing. Are you good at football? Doing, he's and doing. Can you yeah, stay on the field. Doing it, and those are the traits I care about. Well, you—I heard Dalvin Cook yesterday on the McAfee show. He said pretty much three things: instincts, how you see a defense, and like how smart you are on the football field. And that, like, football is ninety percent mental. Cup is so good well, at that right, side of the game. Frank, right, right. it's not ninety percent mental because then you would be out on a football field, whatever. I mean. Obviously, you have to have the physical ability. You have to be yes, sick. You, you have to have the physical ability, but it's mental. Think about how many talented athletes have came into the NFL. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So NFL, yeah. The mental side of the game is massive. And seeing defenses, seeing coverages, understanding what the defense is going to do before you, like, run the play and stuff, it's so important. And Cup gave credit to, like, the breakfast club, I guess they do, with the Rams early in the morning, watching film with Stafford, and I'm sure McVay and – they're doing fucking special but, things. Yeah, like Terry McLaurin, like that's another player I see people say he's better than Cup. He, Terry McLaurin is – I mean, he's getting hurt by the quarterback play this year, but he's not better. But Terry McLaurin is a really underrated receiver, I would say. Oh, for like, sure. I would say he's like top – like uh, maybe not top 15, maybe top 20, top 15 potentially. I, I don't know, but like mm, – Those lists are always tricky, but What, he's what about talented. Diggs or Cup, guys? Like Diggs or – I would go – I'd rather have Cup. This oh. is so tough for me, honestly. I would just go Cup just because of the like just the most recent season because Diggs and Cup their like careers are very similar. They both have like a thousand a couple of thousand yard seasons. They go into a great situation. They thrive. The thing is, Cup is already on the peak of it. Diggs has a, has taken the next took in the next step where he's fallen off a bit. So just for that, I'll take Cup. Yeah, I don't know if Cup's gonna like. Put, I don't think I'll put up the same numbers next year. Although I still have Stafford, I think Odell's numbers will get a little bit better. And same with coming back. Well, was Odell even going to come back, though? Oh, no, Woods, though. Yeah. So, like, you'll have Woods. There'll be more mouth to feel next and year. And Van Jefferson will be, like, getting better. And also Cam Akers is going to get back into the mix running the ball. So, like, sure, his numbers will go down a little bit. But he's still, if he stays healthy, I'm sure he'll still have a great season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, so, but in, in Dix is having a good season still. I know, I know, like. Yeah, he, his numbers have dipped a little bit, but it's because Dawson Knox has gotten better, taking some touchdowns away. Gabriel well, Davis is starting to come into the are still pretty good. Like, 1,000 yards in 14 games. Yeah, he's still ha- no. I'm, he's you know, just like thirteen hundred yards, like twelve hundred yards. It's a solid season. For yeah, me. but it's no like it's normal after you have that great peak season. Exactly. Of it's it's not sustainable to have nineteen hundred yeah. yards every season. It's just not. Yeah. So for that happen. reason, but dude, like, if where it gets tough is like, is Jamar Chase better? Because like, I think like his trajectories probably get eventually have him be better. Like next year, I Listen, think be Jamar better. Chase is great, but he's still only a rookie. His numbers aren't anywhere close to cups right now, and he does lead the NFL in drops. I think he's yeah, great, no. but, you know, that's something he's going to have to work on. But I, I think next year, or maybe even – I think next year I'll, I would take Chase. Well, well if he ba- continues his production and continues to get better, then sure. But, but guys, like, you got to understand, too, the Bengals, like, have a lot – like, T. Higgins is also a really good young receiver. Really Tyler good. Boyd's good. Like, they also have a lot of mouths to feed. Like, it's not 
you know, who maybe Chase will take that next step, but I don't know. I think I wouldn't say there's more mouths to feed on the Bengals than there are on the Rams. I mean, like, no, the Rams, I mean, the Rams, I, are, I, the Rams they both, they both have, if they have Robert Woods, there's a lot of mouths. To feed. Well, Woods was there for like more than half the season. It's yeah, not like Woods got hurt game one. Well, they never had Odell Woods and Cup together. They never had that. Well, trade. yeah, but I mean, Odell really was just like, I know they signed him before Woods got hurt, but like it but really is pretty just much like, just a replacement for Woods. Yeah, you plugged in yeah. Odell. For yeah, I know, Woods. but it, it was just like really bad timing because they signed him like twelve hours prior. Then Woods tears his ACL. I mean, it was kind of so that's the point. Each team has three good receivers. I don't think the mouths to feed thing is any different. I think just right now Cooper Cup is better, but Chase is younger, and you know, hopefully he gets better next year, and then I think it'll be a conversation. I mean, him and like Je- it's his his first season is kind of gonna be like Jefferson's, and then Jefferson got a little bit better, so I'm sure Chase will as well. Yeah, I'm sure he's he's got to work on the drops that you can't lead the NFL in drops and like be considered. Look at, look at Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson had a problem last year, and I mean this yeah. year has been much improved. He's figured it out. Well, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure he can fix it. I'm just saying oh, it's gonna yeah. have to happen. Yeah, I'm not hating on on uh, Jamar Chase. I love. Oh him. no, no, I know, I, I, yeah, no, yeah. no, 100. That's a real criticism of Chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I would say what like there's three receivers that we walk away from this saying that are better: Jefferson, Adams, and Hill. Right, guys? That's for me. And that's uh, Hill. I don't know. Hill is still kind of like iffy to me. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely on. Justin you Jefferson. Kill over Cooper Cup. That, that would. Oh, you're building an offense. You're not taking fucking Cooper Cup over Tyreek Hill. Well, the thing is, Cup, Cup also works out of the slot. So, like, if I was gonna pick a slot, I'd pick him. But like, I think like, Jefferson is the definitive number one that I would take solely because he's young. Um. Like Hill, like Hill's like the same age as Cup, and like Cup's just been more productive this year. I don't know. It's a tough okay, conversation. To be honest, where would you rank Debo Samuel? Because I'm, I think Debo's like right there with Cup, honestly. I, mean, I was gonna say Debo Samuel would be probably fifth or sixth for me, right after it's, Cup. It's and not right I, I like Cup. I like Debo. I maybe the stats don't really show him like as close as Cup. I think he's right there with Cup though in terms of just skill set. That's yeah, but you guys, you, and then people, but people will like say the same, like Cup's not top 15 because he gets schemed over Mario McVay. Shanahan does the same thing for Debo. So, yeah, like, every people, good receiver, yeah. like, there's plays to get them open. Like, that's like, just like not, I, like, oh my God. It's just, it just makes me lose I mean, brain yeah. fields. Cause like scheming open, that's the job of the coach. I mean, you think Devontae Adams doesn't have plays to get him in the end zone? I mean, like, come on. Like, every good <laughs> receiver Devontae has that. Adams. Every good receiver has that. Like, obviously, they want to get the ball in the hands of their best player. Like, it's not rocket science. Yeah, and his his yards after catch ability, too, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. No, all those guys. I, I would say four. I would put him at four. I think that's what I would put him at. That's, but that's same with me. Okay, Um, let's move on to some Christmas Day slate talk. Um, We're going to do the NFL and NBA, because why not? We got two NFL games on Christmas, starting at 430 with the Browns and Packers. Packers minus seven and a half. And I believe the quarterback situation for Cleveland is still iffy. I don't think Baker's playing right unless he tests. No, it. I'm. I heard from Rap Sheet Baker's probably going to be back. Oh, so Baker will be back. I, that's he, what I heard. Wasn't he just on the COVID protocol like six days ago? He just got onto it, but yeah, but it's very easy to test out now, especially if you get put on like early in the week. So he was put. He missed last week's game, so hope I'm sure he'll be fine for this week. Almost positive. He's so he's probably going to be back. Packers, I'm still taking the Packers, though, right, guys? Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't change anything for me. Yeah, I, I think Rodgers and Adams will have a, a pretty easy Christmas Day win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not much to talk about there. This is a game I, I really want to get into. The Colts and the Cardinals. Cardinals minus one. I'm taking the Colts. They're red hot. The Cardinals have been iffy the, the past couple of weeks, like three and four in their last seven. D-Hop's now out for the season. It just like the offensive line is just, it feels like it's like starting to be 
exploited now. Kyler's post injury hasn't looked the same with his accuracy and everything. Yeah, I, I agree I, with you. I, I'm on the Colts as well. I think now we uh, to kind of talked about this last week. Can you stop the run and can you run the football? And the Colts do those things pretty well. They played a good game against the Patriots, stopped the run on early downs, um, and then, you know, run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Wentz had 52 or 58 passing yards and they won the game. Yeah, Wentz. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't see the Cardinals stopping the run, and I think that Taylor will have a good game and the Colts, you know, will win. Yeah, I regret to, to say that I actually agree with you guys here. Um, the Cardinals have fallen off. Uh, the, I mean, the Colts are playing well. I hate to admit it. I guess you can call me a Colts <laughs> hater if you will, but I, I can't deny it here. They're playing well. And, yeah, the, the Cardinals injuries. And same thing from last year. Kyler Murray hasn't been as good um, after his injury. You know, that's something to really start to be concerned about if it's happened two years in a row now. Like, he's got to stay healthy for a full 16 games if he's going to be the guy, you know, because this can't happen every year. But I got the Colts in this one. Yeah, I, two years in a row, he just kind of just – in both years, they were in playoff contention, yeah. and they're going to make the playoffs this but year. Don't make, like, don't make it this time. as a much. They were in the one seed contention. Now you're going to be a wild card. I mean, that's a huge. Difference. Yeah, I think the Rams are going to jump. But listen, the reason why we thought the Rams had the wild, the, the tiebreaker, they don't because the Rams lost to the 49ers, but the Cardinals sweep the Niners. So the Cardinals have a better division record outside. They, of they, they still probably both have like two division games. They left, have right? one. The Cardinals have one versus Seattle. That's it. Okay. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, the tiebreakers, it's still too early to figure those out. Cause like, but I believe the Rams will just have a better record. I think cause the Cardinals, I think they're going to lose this game versus the Colts. They play mm -hmm. the Cowboys the next week. I think Dallas, honestly, be, I I'm very negative on the Cardinals right now. I think yeah, but I'm the Cowboys have been iffy too. The Rams the have to play. Uh, the, the Rams also have to play the Niners again. So, yeah, exactly. But I think that the Cardinals have to play the Colts and Cowboys. Colts in Arizona, but the the, the Cowboys in Texas in Dallas. I, I think. Yeah, Dallas I don't know. The Cowboys haven't been too impressive to me recently. So that'll that's a toss up the to me right now. I mean, the Cardinals haven't. Well, yeah, the Cardinals haven't been either. But I'm not gonna like lock in the Cowboys on that. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's get to the NBA uh, NBA slate now. Um, starting off with a game that Graf really heavily dislikes between the 14 and 16 Hawks and the 14 and 17 Knicks. Um, you know, look, the reason why they had this game on is the rivalry, right, from last year. I don't even know if you would call it that because both these teams just have been bad this year. Hawks is really defensively and just I you, you really can't use the injury excuse. Like, I think every team has had so much injuries that, like, we're not even going to bring up the injury excuse. The Hawks have just been bad. There's no way to other way to put it um the Knicks same thing defensively they've been worse um offensively I mean Julius Randle just can't hit a mid-range jump shot he's like the the 32 percent mid-range is the worst in the NBA um so he's been he's been I don't know he's been all right I, I'm not gonna bash Randle too much I love Randle but I don't think he's an all-star this year um so honestly without Trey Young because the Hawks don't have Trey Young for this game because of COVID um, he's in the COVID protocol. I'm taking the Knicks. I, I can't pick against them without Trey Young. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking the Knicks regardless just because I'm biased and I hate Trey Young. So uh, <laughs> he's out anyway. So. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the Knicks though as well. Uh, I guess I'll be watching because it's at 12, but I'm going to switch to football after. Oh, well, this game's going to be well before. This game's going to end yeah, at yeah. 30. So, yeah. This uh, yeah. I'll take the Knicks. I mean, geez, man. It, it, this, the, the issue is it should have been Bulls-Knicks. The Bulls and Knicks have a historic rivalry. Like, and I don't understand why people thought the Bulls would be bad coming into this season. Like, you have multiple superstars. And, like, 
Like they're better than the Hawks. I've been saying this all oh, year. No, like they're I mean, better yeah, than yeah, the Hawks. Like the Knicks, the Knicks Hawks rivalry doesn't exist. They just happen to play in the playoffs last year. Like the Bulls and Knicks have a historic rivalry. You see it every time they play. Like the like, there's like extra in it. Like for the players, like the fans get more into it. Like and like the Bulls are just better. They're a bigger market. They're more popular. And by the way, they're healthy right now. I'm sure the NBA would much rather have Zach Levine and Demar Derozan out there rather than I don't even know who's going to play for the Hawks. I don't even know who's going to play for the Hawks. We're well, starting. Hey, to had 34 points against the Magic, but they lost to the Magic last night. The Hawks. Well, because everybody's out. I mean, Gallinari's out. I, there's another guy who's Capella's out. Capella's out. Is Hunter out? I mean, Capella's out. Capella's out. They have a lot. They have like five guys on COVID now. And you know, no, look at their starting five from yesterday. So it was Skylar Mays, Delon Wright, Georgie Dang, Cam Reddish, and John Collins. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not a, that's not good basketball. And, and, and I got to be honest, I think if we see more COVID cases, they might flex a different team into the Christmas games because, like, they they need something on Christmas. Like they they can't drop that lineup cancel. out on national. I, I think they might just cancel that. I don't know if they can flex. They're not gonna cancel and lose so much. I, I don't know. I just personally but, think there's just you no know way. another reason why for the Hawks poor it's a guy that I love the last season is Bogdan Bogdanovich. He he's been terrible this year, and that's like an understatement. I mean, they've had to move him to the bench this year because he's been he's been so bad. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, or I think he's only been on the bench for one game, but it was the last game they played. So I mean he's fallen off for sure. But once it, again depth is overrated you have like they literally play an 11-man rotation every game and that's just stupid it just doesn't work it's only averaging 11 points a game last year was averaging near 17 a game yeah I mean there's no doubt the Hawks overachieved last year and another thing I said that I don't think a lot of people agreed with but Nate McMillan overrated coach I know he came in last year and he you know he got the, the Hawks got really hot but you know like I don't think that was necessarily coaching I think guys like Bogdanovich just overplayed how good they are and then in the playoffs, he was pretty bad, Bogdanovich. So I think he fell back down to earth. The, the Hawks just aren't a great team. They have like a bunch of solid guys. You need superstars to win in the NBA. Look at what the Chicago Bulls did. They traded every asset they had for Alonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan, and they're winning basketball games. What a concept. Well, I DeMar mean, like, DeRozan, honestly, to be fair, is over-exceeding. I mean, Eva, you know this. You didn't expect him to average 27. No, but I expected them to be a good basketball team. People were saying they wouldn't even make the play in I know, but as a Bulls tournament, what was your expectation for DeRozan, like, points per game-wise? Because like, he came up like 23, 24. Oh, so you actually were pretty high on DeRozan. Of course I was. He, he averaged like 23 last year in San Antonio. Like, I don't know. Like, and then people argue about fit. If you're good at basketball, you're good at basketball. I don't care who you're playing next to. The whole thing is garbage. The Hawks are garbage. The fact that they gave the Atlanta the Hawks, Hawks a Christmas game over the Bulls makes me sick. But you know what? It's fine. I'll be enjoying my Christmas. Because then we play the Hawks the two days after Christmas, and they don't have to oh, trade yeah. Two free wins. We'll take, we'll take over first place in the Eastern Conference, please. You know, next game, Let's, next game. Kevin Durant, when Kevin, when Kevin Durant comes back, the Nets are going to take that again. Nets, Nets are going to smack. And them. Kyrie, too. Yeah, and Kyrie's back now, so you guys are done for. <laughs> All right, so Celtics-Bucks is the next game. Honestly, this is an interesting one because no Giannis, right, I believe, unless he somehow tested. Is he not going to play? Uh, he's been on the COVID yeah. protocols for a while. Tatum, Tatum is in, though, so I'll take the Celtics. Tatum and Brown are, bo- Tatum and Brown are both in. Celtics are healthy. Yeah, he right now he's listed as questionable Giannis, so he might clear the so protocol in time. And I bet he'll probably. I bet they make sure he clears the protocol. Yeah, but I saw that Enos Cantor went in. I think the Celtics have like a shit ton of guys in it now. Well, they're all of their bigs have been in COVID protocols for a while, but yeah, but they're, um, they still have Jalen Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and like Marcus Smart. Yeah, but there's, still there. For the Bucks, they're set, first of all, Holiday's been on a tear recently. He's been great. One of my favorite 100%. players. Hundred percent. Holiday's he so got like forty um, points the other night. And then. DiVincenzo and Portis might be back for the uh, the the game as well, so they they'll be. I think the Bucks win. Giannis is gonna play. They'll make sure yeah, of it. If Giannis and, plays, I'm yeah, they need, the Bucks. They need the TV ratings. That's why. Mm-hmm. 
And the Celtics aren't good. Like, they're just not good. The Bucs are great, you know? Drew yeah, Holiday's great. Middleton. If Giannis plays, I'll take the Bucs. If not, I'll take the Celtics. Celtics are another team that, like, honestly, really was just overrated coming into the year. Like, they're just an average. There's a 41 in middle of the road team, at, like, with like the Hawks and Knicks. They're not anything special, Boston. Well, they're they're exactly what I say about the Lakers' horribly constructed roster. They don't have a point guard, first of all. Like, what? yes, the biggest. You, problem. Need, you need a point Marcus guard. Smart's playing point guard for them. And- Tatum and and uh, Brown don't complement each other well, but that's not the biggest problem on the team. They just don't have a playmaker. Um, and then like. Rob Williams, I'm still not the biggest fan. No of consistency his. at the big man spots either. Very, very inconsistent. Um, and well, then you're like, leading know, assist like, guys, Marcus and Marcus Smart has averaged five and a half assists, which is pretty crazy. He's not like, a natural playmaker. Yeah, though. like if he's your your leading playmaker, I mean that's that's really mm-hmm. bad. And then they don't have any depth. Like they've missed on so many draft picks. Um, because yeah, the guy from Indiana, Langford, Langford, Langford. Smith's been okay. He's gotten better, but like. These Richard guys were lottery picks. Okay, I mean, honestly, like, you know, these guys were lottery picks. I think they were going to be legitimate contributing pieces, and they just like Pritchard's their best I bench guy. Pritchard, I, Pritchard really has like he was okay last year, but actually, like, looking at it again, Pritchard's shooting thirty four percent from the field. Yeah, I don't know. Four that, points that, a game. I don't that's know. what I'm saying. Though. They just don't have depth, and they don't have a playmaker. So obviously, they're not a good basketball team. And, and I know I said Schroeder, depth is overrated, but they legitimately don't have anybody outside of like their core three or four guys. Well, Schroeder is actually solid, but he's inefficient, very inefficient. Very inefficient. The average yeah. is 16 a game, if that's worth anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And then they have Ennis Freedom off the bench as well. But um, he's got COVID, so. He also doesn't play defense. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, the pick and roll, you know that. in the pick and roll, dude, he got hooked with the Knicks. That's all we used to say. Oh, yeah, let, let the big man set a screen, and this is just – He's done for you. He was. Oh my gosh. But um, all right. So now this game is really interesting. The Warriors and Suns at five o'clock. Um, best two teams in the NBA record-wise. Warriors like 25 and 5 or 25 and 6. Suns 25 and 5. What whatever. Um, great game. This game's in Phoenix, I believe. Um, I believe no Clay Thompson still because Clay got set back, so he's gonna be out out until like January, mid-January. Suns have book and CP. They're they're on a roll. They have all their guys healthy. They have everybody. I'm taking Phoenix. Yeah, I think they've already played twice this year, and it's one one. It's one one. Um, it's gonna the be Suns close. I mean, the Suns didn't have Booker and and like what both games or. I I know it was at least one game. I'm not 100 percent sure. I but... think he got hurt in one of the. Games. Oh, he got hurt mid game in the in the first one. Yeah, but see, listen, Phoenix is going to win this game because yeah, Golden State's won. missing Poole. They're missing Wiggins. They're missing uh, Damian Lee. So, they like, just that guard spot, they have no depth right now. Um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Phoenix. I'll take Phoenix as well. You know, look at the Suns. Like, they, they've been just avoiding COVID. The Suns and the Pistons have, just have not even been touched by COVID. Like it's pretty Mikhail remarkable. Bridges, they have Aiton. They have everyone. They have yeah, but nobody cares about the Pistons, so we'll only talk about the Suns. Bro, they don't, do they have a single COVID case? I look at their, like, their roster looks full. No, they don't. The Suns don't, and the Pistons don't. Wait, actually, I think they might have one. Actually, no, that's a knee injury for Abdel Nader. Actually, never mind. I'm dumb. Cade Cunningham just got COVID, so maybe the Pistons have Cade it now. Cade Cunningham so. just got COVID? No, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. I forgot about I that. I don't think he played versus, you know, he didn't play. Or did he? No, he played versus the Knicks. impossible to keep up with it when they tweet 4,000 times a day that Dude, different players We're just fucking tweeting, like, it's like like free agency. It's like, oh, yeah. this guy has COVID. This guy's COVID. But no, yeah, Katie played versus the, the, the Knicks. That's why I'm so confused. Dude, what is going on? But anyways, <laughs> dude, talk about Cade, though. He's been very good. Very good this year. Like, I, I, I definitely think it. I definitely think he's the best player in the draft class, no doubt. 
despite what people want to say about Mobley and, and Barnes. I don't know. That's an interesting debate, but I would I would just give him the rookie of the year based off what he's doing from three point percentage land and like averaging fifteen. I mean, I don't know. Next game, please. Next game. Next game. All right. So Nets and Lakers. Um, not the game we want. We would really hope for on Christmas. Like coming into the year, we thought this would be a a fun one. Lakers are sixteen and sixteen, middle of the road. Oh. No AD. All the guys might clear protocols, though, right? Like, I think KD, like, they're all game-time decisions. Aldridge. Um, so let's say like, KD, Aldridge, and Kyrie. Like, no, Kyrie can't well, come Kyrie's back. Kyrie's not going to play. But, you know, like Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin. Um, yeah, the Nets already got Carter, Millsap, and Harden back. So they're already mm-hmm. getting some guys back. So I think they win. The, the, the Lakers, Lakers have horrible. no AD. I mean, and, and Westbrook's, like, they, Westbrook's listen, there. And LeBron. I mean, the, Nets the Bulls good. beat them without, uh, without Levine and a bunch of other guys. Like, the Nets only really need Harden and some role players. They can win. The Lakers are horrible. Yeah, I'll take the Nets. <laughs> I'll take the Nets as well. But wait, so if have we found out that like, oh, because we we already we Kyrie can play in Los Angeles if the game was there. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to clear until like the New Year, I don't think, especially because he's because unvaccinated. Just because, because yeah, he has to test a negative five days in a row after like mm-hmm. he has different protocols for the unvaccinated. So yeah, he's gonna have to wait a little bit, but. I got the Nets and we all got the Nets. And then the last game is the Mavericks and Jazz. I believe Luca's out for this game. Luca just got COVID. So there's no way he plays. Like he just got yeah, like no, he's out. And then Porzingis okay. is also, I believe, out. I'm taking Utah. They're they're a regular season wagon. You never go wrong with Utah in the regular season. See, if it was just Doncic out, I don't know. Like maybe the Mavericks didn't a chance because they've they've been better with Doncic not on the floor this season, um, by a substantial amount. But I know that might be a little controversial, but the Mavs are missing like everybody. So yeah, you I'll know what? Porzingis might play. Porzingis is questionable for tonight's yeah, game. Yeah, but they have so many other injuries. Like so look at Porzingis the Porzingis will injury. play probably, but Doncic is out, and Tim Hardaway is not going to play. Cleaver is not going to play. Trey Reggie Bullock's not going to play. They're not going to win. Too many injuries. And the Jazz are Jazz are a lot of them are COVID, and yeah, the Jazz are a good team too. So and the Jazz, the Jazz have everyone healthy pretty much, except for like two guys who are like. Mm-hmm not in the rotation i don't want to diss them but yeah they're not the rotation but um <laughs> how about rudy gobert this year though guys i mean like i know people give him so much shit but he's averaging 15 points 15 boards defensively he's having his best season again i mean are we guys he's he, like we've seen this time and time again regular season no, rudy gobert, we get to the playoffs and the same thing happens to the jazz they just lose in the second round every single year like congrats but like, you know what the thing is about like, I'll never like, take them seriously. I don't care. I I, I know what's gonna happen before. And we say Gobert's such a great defender, and he gets played off the floor in the playoffs because he's only a rim protector and he can't well, switch thing, out. You know, the thing is though, there was like um a, like not not a study done, obviously it's not like basketball, but like a lot of people believe like Gobert wasn't the issue because Gobert actually was like you know contesting a lot of threes um in the playoffs. Like people say like Royce O'Neal and other guys were like well, yeah, they had Royce O'Neal. Game six, four. Clippers, Pistons. I mean, Terrence Mann cooked him, bro. He dunked on him twice. No, he had like Terrence three Mann cooked him. Go back that one game, yeah. He he cooked him. Oh my god. The thing I, I don't understand. I don't know if we could blame it entirely on Gobert because, like, no, obviously not. It feels like if, if Gobert was such a bad like, because he could defend a three. Because this whole thing, like, he's such a like liability at defending threes. I mean, if that were the case, they would exploit that in the regular season too. Teams wouldn't just be doing it in the playoffs. They would be doing it all year round. It's not like just like just because, oh, it's the playoffs now. We're yeah, but the level of competition steps up in the playoffs, as you guys all know. So, like, it, everything's different. And also, it's different when you play a team over and over again. They find your weaknesses mm-hmm. out. Like, it's just – it's whole, it's completely different. 
than on a night-to-night basis, especially this season. Half these guys have a bunch of guys they picked up off the streets. So mm-hmm. we can talk about that now, actually. So there's a bunch of NBA players right now on 10-day contracts. If you have someone that goes on the COVID list, there's a hardship uh, thing that you can do and you know sign somebody. So we saw Joe Johnson play basketball uh, yesterday for the Celtics. He scored two points. He's 40 years old. He was playing in the big three before. Uh, you guys think maybe Crawford, Vince Carter come back? I don't know about that. But, <laughs> Dude, stop. Uh, who wrote that? Vince Carter come back? Why saying not? Smith. Who, who would have thought years, Joe bro? Johnson was going to come back? He hasn't played in the NBA in three years. I know, but Vince Carter's been on TV for like a, a year and a half. He's fine. What is, oh, I mean, TV is like, like, what has Joe Johnson been doing? Like, what? In the big three. Oh, that doesn't like count, though. Like, what do you mean? That's not don't, real basketball. Don't play. count out. Joe Johnson's been... The, but Vince Carter's done with basketball. Like Joe Johnson was playing in a, a, a basketball league, at least. I don't know. Vince Carter's on TV. <laughs> and then JJ Redick, there's no way he comes back. I actually saw a thing from JJ Redick. The only thing he said he'll come back for is if a team needs him for the NBA finals. Listen, all I'm back. saying is if, if you told me 24 hours ago Joe Johnson was going to score NBA, <laughs> I'd like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Well, look, I wouldn't be too shocked. You can't rule out anything. I don't think but, JJ Reddick's in because he's on. T- I think Joakim Noah might honestly. That's like a that's like a wild card. I would I would not be surprised. You just never know. I mean, I'm seeing so many names pop up that I've like just I'm like that guy still. J.R. Smith's in college, dude. He's on like the the NCAA. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the eligibility. Involved. I don't know if like he'd be ineligible or not. I don't even know how that works, but he would have to drop out of school. He's not gonna drop out of school for the NBA for a 10 day contract. There's no – he's on the, he plays golf. He's on the golf team. So that's I don't know, story. man. It's just you, just – you just never know. I mean, you're dedicated, bro. This is so entertaining seeing all these guys get picked up. But, like, the Bulls picked up Ursan Ilyasova yesterday. I love Ilyasova, bro. Like, that's one of my You know who's players. a player who I'm, like, so sad left the NBA a couple years ago? Nikola Mirotic. Like, he was good. Yeah, that, and me too. I love three is he, bro? Like, is he just, like, in – Overseas. No, no, he got cracked by Bobby Porter. So. See, I was talking oh. about this with Frank the other day. I had to reset my password on something, and I made it like Miritich and then a bunch of numbers. And then he was just laughing at me. But dude, I love Nikola Miritich. He's one of my favorite players ever. He hasn't played in the NBA since 2019. He's good enough to be in the NBA. He's he's definitely good enough to be in the NBA. He's oh, he's more than good enough. He's but like, is he so he's in Europe now, making like ten million dollars a year? Wow. If he's making that much, then good for him, honestly. And but. he had a quote in September saying, I don't miss the NBA. I said, okay. Huh. I wonder why. He said, apart from playing against the best, I don't miss the NBA, which is interesting. I mean, maybe he just wants to you live in the whole, uh, in, you know, not in the U.S. He's probably also just like, he's probably also like the best player in that league. So he just like goes down well, on it. He's the MVP, face. yeah. He's, well, he's yeah, dominant. before the. Before the Bulls signed him, he was the MVP of the league he was playing in at the, the age of like 22 or something. So yeah, he he dominates out there. But what? See, I'm looking up Nicole Mirkovich contract. How much money is it? Why can we not? Oh, he signed the oh 26 million euros, three year deal. Anyone know how much 26 million euros is in the in, in the United States? It's like 88 cents to the dollar conversion rate. So it's okay, pretty so, similar. Okay, so yeah. Solid it's like it's like twenty nine million dollars, so he's making almost ten a year. Yeah, as you said, mm-hmm. All right, not bad. And he gets to live in his like home country or home area. Good for right? man. What a guy. Yeah, what what a guy. I mean, he averaged sixteen points a game though. He doesn't deserve. Like, you know, he belongs in the NBA. He's just a bucket. He's he's definitely good enough. But I mean, if he doesn't want to play, and that's on him. But 
that's not him. I mean, he obviously likes it if he's doing it, but yeah. Well, he, no, I'm saying he doesn't want to play in the NBA. So that's yeah. like his decision, you know? Okay. So let's get into some uh, Christmas related questions um, for the podcast. Obviously talk to us Thursday. He's going to be on a bit on a, a bit delay. We're going to push that over to next week. Um, but it, this is talk to us Thursday, but with Christmas questions. And the first question we got is from Landon Gilraith. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Of course. <laughs> oh God. Of course. Of course, guys. Right? Of course. Why is that even a question? Are, are you telling me he's not real? Like what? You don't need to see to believe. Exactly. So- <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next one from the White Wall Podcast, who has, would you rather have a snow NFL game or a blacktop NBA game for Christmas? Like games on blacktop court or oh, that's snow tough. NFL game? I'll take the snow NFL game because the blacktop's not realistic. In the, it's not it, realistic, it's but it would be right? so cool. It, it's not realistic, though. Like an early season September game or April game. They, they can't. Like, wasn't stuff. there, like, the one game on, like, the Navy ship? Yeah, they played on the stuff? aircraft carrier. That was so cool. Yeah, awesome. I know. Yeah, that, was, that was so cool. That is awesome. Uh, something like that would be really cool, but you're right. It's not realistic. The NFL snow games are no, always dude, fun. The, the NBA could so do it for, like, the April games or, like, the October games. Like, they could so do it, like, non during like, winter. Like you can get Probably. good enough weather somewhere. Problem is like wind. Like, go to Hawaii they, for a tournament and like. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so many factors. The that... NBA is tough because like the wind and stuff. Like you need to be inside. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Okay, this is a good one. Um, do you get real or fake Christmas trees? Fake. Fake. Sorry, real. Um, ones are we we have one of each actually. One of each. The real one is just a fucking mess. I'm not gonna lie. The sap is a mess. Yeah. Gotta water it. The needles. The pain of the fucking ass, bro. The fake ones look better. First of all. And it's just easier. Yeah, because you can use the same one every year. Like the real ones, you have to buy one every year. Like yeah, we've been using the same one for like three or four years, and then we just get a new one like every once in a while. And you know, we used to be a real it. one family. And now we're real fam- ones are expensive too. They're like I know really they're like expensive. a they're only like hundred fifty bucks. They're like maybe yeah, like, they're they're expensive. Ridiculous. I'm not buying that. You 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 throw it out in twelve days. You use it from like December first to like. <laughs> It's also like a more of a fire hazard, I'm pretty sure, as well. Because like if you don't water the tree and you have the lights on, like I'm pretty sure like it's a little yeah, dangerous. Dangerous, but <laughs> probably. Okay, so got another good question from our um our man Grady Simmons, who comes in clutch with the questions every week. Shout out to Grady. He said, What's the worst and best Christmas dinner foods? Worst so like the I love lasagna. Christmas dinner, I mean, what is a Christmas dinner food? Is there like I, I don't know for like every family. So we, yeah, like, we always just make Italian food. So I love the lasagna yeah, personally. Yeah, I like lasagna. What's the chicken franchise? Is that is that what is is that Portuguese or Italian? Honestly, well, Italian. It's Italian. We don't make that on, on Christmas though. But we make like the prime rib in the oven. I love that. That's fire. And then the lasagna, like it's I same stuff, like same stuff. But I'll always be more of a dessert guy. So the Listen, cookies. Oh no, dessert. It. So I'll go with a dessert here. I'm gonna go with um. Actually, I'm not going apple pie. For no, <laughs> apple, apple pie snacks. That's more of a gingerbread cookies. Bro, gingerbread cookies are fire. Oh, 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 gingerbread cookies. No, they're not, bro. You you like the stale gingerbread cookies too? <laughs> that stuff does not taste good. Gingerbread cookies are insane. Oh come on. Oh, I don't know. They're too sweet, I think. But. <laughs> Oh, all right. That's interesting. All right. All right. That's going to be it for the Sneaky Sports Podcast, season three, episode number 93 on this December 23rd, this beautiful Thursday. Um, real quick, follow our socials, our Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, you know, all that. Rate and review and the Merry podcast, Christmas. five star. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all you out there. 
Um, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out, fellas.